0: The practice that I w- want to talk about is the prayer of imagination, which is from St. Ignatius's spiritual exercises. And so it's it's just a matter of, of and praying with the gospel story so that it's not studying the story as much as just putting ourselves in the story and letting it unfold and seeing what happens. And the purpose is so that we can encounter God in Jesus personally. And so Ignatius invites us to, to imagine our, read the story and then imagine ourselves in it using our five senses. Um, so what do we notice? What do we see? What do we hear? What do we feel as we, we put ourselves in the story? And some people might say, oh, I don't have a, a, a very good imagination, but you don't need, it, it doesn't depend on that. Everyone has, has a good enough imagination. All we need is a desire to meet Jesus And know that God desires even more to meet with us. And something will happen. We can trust that something will happen. And what I like to say about this prayer is that it's earthly and it's heavenly. It's earthly in the way that we imagine using our own experiences. So we don't have to imagine a hillside in Galilee. It can be a hillside on the way to Kelowna or whatever is our experience. That's fine. We also imagine how it's also earthly is that our imaginations aren't, um, pure. We can imagine a lot of things that are scary and are not true and not really helpful for prayer. So I just want to name that so that people don't get stuck there. So if, so we're going to, going to meditate on the story of of Zacchaeus going up the tree and I'll read it later. But supposing you're, you're Zacchaeus in the tree and Jesus looks up at you and goes, what the heck are you doing? How many times have I told you and just berates you? And you feel like crap, really. You know, well, at that point you can just go, wait a minute, you can be like a director in a movie. You can say, cut, get that guy out of here. I don't think that's Jesus. Bring in the real Jesus. So, because it's probably not Jesus, it's probably somebody in your past that you're remembering and it's being displaced onto Jesus. So so you can you can stop the prayer. You get to be the driver of the prayer. You don't have to be at the mercy of everything that comes into your imagination. And you want to experience God as loving. So that's how it's earthly and how it's heavenly is that the Holy Spirit is at work and bringing things to your imagination that you might not even be aware of. And so the story unfolds, your story unfolds in, a, in the way it needs to. So you're up in the tree, for example, and then Jesus says, says this happened to me once. He says, oh, Esther, come down. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not going down. Those people are mean. And then the story unfolds for me in that way. And and that's okay. It doesn't have to happen exactly the way it happens in scripture. And then something happens there. And something happens there. How God came to me in that moment, I still remember as profound in my life and touching. So sometimes we meet God in a way that we, we know we didn't make it up and it's real and it's a real experience. It becomes our gospel story. So even though it's in our imagination and you can't touch it, it's still a real experience we get to have for the rest of our lives. And that's why I, why I love this prayer. And so it's about encounter and encountering and being with God. One of my mentors says, get up close and personal. Another director I had said, don't leave your prayer without meeting Jesus. So I encourage people to do that. And then when the prayer is, is over, then you just end it however feels good for you. And then you might want to jot down a few notes about it, what's important, share it with a spiritual director or a friend. So what I'm going to do is lead you through the prayer as if you're following the story of Zacchaeus. And then I'm going to give you moments to pause. I'm not going to pause. You can hit the pause button whenever you need, because I can't gauge how long you're going to need to just think about a question. I always need longer than Whoever leads me through, they never get me enough time. So I'm never, you know, so just take the time I need. So I'll lead you through as if you're Zacchaeus uh, in the story. You're yourself. You don't have to think about what Zacchaeus is thinking. You just think about what you're thinking. And, And then you're just, you can listen through and then hear how that went and then go back and do it a different way. It's like kind of a choose your own adventure. So that's how it's going to go, so I'll just read us through so I will say something to clarify, so it's Thanks. us up it's us up in the tree. we're not trying to think of what Zacchaeus might have said or felt it's it's okay. rod, it's rod in the tree or Esther in the tree, great yes. you get to be yourself in the story yeah, and what what do we feel like? what do we hear yeah, and yeah. what do we experience? yeah, so as you're listening to this, you know if you get a point where you you know, I say, you know, and then you do X and you're going like, I would never do X. Pay attention to that. That's your story. That's where you need to go with Jesus. Um, and, and you can, and like I say, it doesn't have to follow along exactly. So I'll just begin with a prayer and then, and then I'll read the scripture, which is from Luke, uh, Luke 19. God, thank you so much that you You came to us in Jesus, and then we get to meet you in Jesus, in a gospel story, and in this story. And I pray that you would help us to uh, use our imaginations and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us to meet you and to hear our own stories and to experience your love for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to the He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too. Is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So if you just um, can lower your gaze or close your eyes and imagine Jericho. Whether you're familiar with the city or not, use your imagination as best you can to picture it. Imagine dusty roads, people milling about, the crowds all wanting to see Jesus. Is the weather warm or cool? What sounds do you hear? What do you see and smell? What do you pick up from the people around you? What are they saying or feeling about Jesus coming to their town? You can pause here and think about those questions. You see a chief tax collector named Zacchaeus. Nobody likes him because he cheats them, collecting more than he should. He gets rich off the backs of others. He's a short man, yes, small in more ways than one. You watch Zacchaeus. He wants to see Jesus, but the crowd is dense and no one wants to let him. You see him run over to a fig tree and climb up it. He knows which way Jesus is going, and he wants to get a good look at this miracle worker from Nazareth. As you watch Zacchaeus, you begin to recognize that you have a few things in common with him. You don't always make the best choices and people get hurt. You don't always fit in because of what you do or don't do. You are sometimes rejected because you are to this or to that. Do you feel like you don't measure up or are not the person you think you should be? Take a moment with these feelings. Notice what it's like to feel them in your body. You may notice another feeling emerging. Is there a longing to see Jesus, to be near him, to be seen by him? Imagine that you climb the sycamore tree. You grab the rough branches in your hands and hoist your body up like you did when you were a kid. Perhaps something in you feels like a kid, excited to see Jesus. Or perhaps not. You are in the tree now with your feet on a sturdy branch. You have a great view above everyone's heads. What do you feel as you see Jesus in the distance coming toward you? Pause now and think about that. Jesus is closer now. You watch him interacting with the children, offering a kindness to an old woman, laughing with the disciples. What's it like to see him display so much love and affection? Now Jesus is really close, so close you can see the top of his head. You stop breathing for a moment and try to be still, but your foot breaks a twig on the bridge and suddenly Jesus looks up at you. Jesus looks up and sees you. He has a warm smile and his eyes tell you he knows you. There's a sadness in those eyes. He also knows where you're hurting. He calls you by name. Rod, come down from there. I'm tired and hungry. Take me to your house, will you? I would. It would mean so much to me if you would. Well, you can't believe your ears. Jesus wants to go to your house. What goes on in you as you climb down the tree and meet Jesus face to face? You and Jesus look over the crowd. There are others who would give their eye teeth to have the privilege of Jesus coming to their house. Others who know their Bible better, who help out at the synagogue more, who are always doing nice things for others. But Jesus didn't choose them. He chose you. You welcome Jesus gladly. As you walk with him back to your house, people see this and begin to mutter. They are jealous and critical of you. How does it feel to have so many people judge you? What might you say to Jesus about this as you walk along? Take a moment with that now. How does it feel that Jesus doesn't judge you? He shows you compassion. Perhaps he puts an arm around your shoulder. Perhaps you can't help it and begin to weep and Jesus pulls you close. What does he whisper in your ear? Perhaps it's something like, they don't know you, but I do. Or, I've been waiting to hang out with you for a long time and I'm so glad it's finally happening. Take a moment or two to be with Jesus and feel his compassion for you. In the gospel story, Zacchaeus makes a confession and a big promise to pay everyone back four times the amount he cheated them out of. But you are not, Zacchaeus, and you don't need to make any big promises. Jesus is happy to be with you just the way you are. Notice what feelings are as you experience that. At the end of the meal, in the presence of many people, Jesus makes a big announcement about who Zacchaeus is, that he is a son of Abraham. In other words, he belongs to God's family. Would you like Jesus to make a big announcement about you and who you are, or maybe a private one that only you hear? What do you hope Jesus would say about you? And now you can end your time together with Jesus, giving thanks for this time. And I can pray. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to meet with Jesus. May it bear much fruit. Club